You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The following segment is from The Look Ahead on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. NFC matchup, my 49ers going to the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Packers are six-point favorites in this one, RJ. Let's get into it. And, and don't be biased and mad at my 49ers because they whooped up on your Cowboys last week. Stats, I'm not biased. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. You expose the frauds. I'm always grateful whenever frauds are exposed. I'm hurt in this case, but I'm grateful. Here's the thing, though. All right. And I'm looking at everything through my own personal lens. It would be so on brand for the Cowboys, for the team that just went to Mike McCarthy's house and destroyed him to then immediately go and play the team that fired him <laughs> and has since improved galactically True. in every sense to then get blown out like that would that has to happen like it really it, it, you know what I mean it, and it would be the the Packers have gone to three straight ch NFC championship games since firing Mike McCarthy like if I mean it will have to happen now here's the thing I will say I like the theme of this episode by the way stats is that we're, we're kind of hitting like things that are underrated things people don't put a lot of stock into something that's cut from that same sort of cloth the Niners own the Packers in the playoffs. I don't think this gets said often enough, and I'm I'm here to say it for you, my king. All right, the Niners. You mentioned this on the podcast. They beat Aaron Rodgers twice with Colin Kaepernick. You only mentioned the one at Lambeau Field. They beat him. It, it was I think that was still a candlestick, right? That was before Levi's. Yeah. Um, so they beat him at candlestick. The next year they went when it was like oh. five degrees, and Kaepernick went sleeveless and had the tattoos shown and everything. Remember when when yep. Madden had the tattoos? It was awesome. Um, <laughs> and and then. Um, beat him in the NFC Championship game two years ago. And you know Smashed what? Like the, the one NFL, like we hear all these tropes all the time. Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. You know, Antonio Gates played basketball. The one that has yet to ever truly like be conquered is that Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be drafted by the San Francisco 49ers. All they have done every time that is a story is whoop up on him and beat him. And, and so like, I honestly kind of believe that that's the one he wants the most like that. That's his most precious, you know, win to pick up because he needs that. He needs to prove to them you messed up because we know that that's what Aaron Rodgers needs. He needs that like vindication over everyone. Uh, shout out to Vindicated by Dashboard Confessional, of course. So there's a lot of narrative going into this game. But, man, I have such a hard time picking the Niners. I'm sorry, Stats, because they should have lost. Or they should. They, they almost blew that game to the fraud Cowboys. And so that concerns me. That's what everybody jumped on me for. After the game, I said the 49ers played poorly and Joe Staley decided to quote tweet me and body slam me. And so everybody thinks that they have this big W over me. Here's the thing. The Niners did play poorly last week. And if they mm -hmm. play the same way this week, they're going to get trounced. The Niners committed nine penalties in that game. Nobody notices because the Cowboys committed 14. The Niners committed nine themselves. They couldn't execute a simple quarterback sneak at the end of the game to ice it. They couldn't hit a wide open Brandon Ayuk in the third quarter, which would have iced much of the fourth quarter in that game. Like they gacked it up 
in big spots. They have they to false, play better. They false started like that. There's not enough big, like not big of not enough of a big deal, not big enough of a deal made about that false start on fourth and inches. You have the opportunity to end that game. It wasn't a it. false start on Trent Williams. It was Jimmy Garoppolo not waiting till his damn lineman was set. It was an whatever. Like, penalize the team. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Right. Like like the fact that you as a team like forfeited the opportunity to completely end the playoff game and you gave life however microscopic life that is but you still gave life to yep. lose a playoff game that is so concerning to me i well I, you know, kyle shanahan caved a little bit in that game he did look, he was brilliant early on but he caved you talk about the sliver of life they gave the cowboys that's exactly what the packers had against the 49ers in week three rogers got the off. ball back with 36 seconds left and no timeouts and just completed two passes and they kicked the game winning field goal so you Clearly cannot do that against the Green Bay Packers, but I totally agree with you, and I had it written down in my notes. Aaron Rodgers said the history does not provide extra motivation, but that's garbage. Totally wrong. He knows he's 0-3 against the 49ers in the playoffs. He knows it's the team that said, no, we don't want to draft you. There is no way I buy for a second that he doesn't want to stick it to the 49ers, especially after what happened in 2019 when they didn't just beat them, RJ. They embarrassed them. That game was 27 to nothing at halftime. Raheem Mostert had 160 yards rushing at halftime. It was the most by anybody in a playoff game in 60 years. They took their soul in that game. Rodgers definitely is aware of it. He clearly, clearly, clearly wants to win. But I will say this. There is a path to victory for the 49ers in this game. I mean, you can't deny it. I can give you a game script that's very believable that shows the 49ers can win this game. Can I not? Do you admit it? You can. And again, this proves how fraudulent my Cowboys are because the game script to me would include like Nick Bosa goes off, Fred Warner goes off, and those are question marks, right? And again, like the drive I talked about with Dallas, like 242 left, three timeouts, came without those two players on the field. Frauds, man. Oh, God, ultimate fraud. Anyway, so like I feel for the Niners in that, they they've lost i feel like they've lost their wind you know what i mean like going into this in that sense and sure i mean maybe debo can go off but like dude i mean that that can work against an inferior team like the cowboys but you're going up against thanos i mean like you gotta have the plan of all plans to go back in time with the little you know trick things the avengers had and everything like I don't know that there's enough juice for San Francisco to pull this off, except for a juice. Oh, I himself. think there absolutely is. And Tell it, me your plan. It's a similar game plan to what we saw in 2019, right? You have to be able to just grind it out on the ground. But here's the thing. Coming into that week three game earlier this year, Debo Samuel had two carries for eight yards. Like, they were not using him the way that they are using him now. It's totally, completely different. So it's not the same 49ers offense and – what I think is important, too, is the Niners' rush defense has gotten way, way better since that Week 3 game. They've moved Eric Armstead to the inside. In that Week 3 game, the Packers ran for 100 yards, and they averaged four yards a carry. They used the run game to keep ahead of the chains and keep the game script in their favor, which obviously I think was massive because the Niners' whole game plan is to get you into second and third and long, drop seven guys into coverage, and get pressure with their defensive line. They couldn't do that against the Packers in week three. I think this, the Niners can absolutely win this game on the ground, and I think the cold temperature actually favors San Francisco, RJ, because of how physical the Niners are. By the time the fourth quarter comes around, I don't think those dudes are going to want to tackle the Niners. I really, really don't. You know, like you in the cold, 
physical impacts hurt more. It hurts harder to catch the ball and it's harder to deal with getting smacked in the face. And that's the one thing the 49ers do better than almost any team in football, including your Dallas Cowboys. When big bad Micah Parsons talked about how he was from Harrisburg and he was going to bully the bully. And guess what? Brandon Ayuk blocked him out of the club on the first drive for the 49ers. So I don't even want to hear about that. The there are a lot of Cowboys worth dragging. Micah's not one of them. All right, let's focus on the, the true front. He did have I'm, a good game, actually. But the Niners can out-physical the Packers in this game, and that's their path to victory. All right. Look, stats. I'm going to be real with you. All right. It is so sad that, like, I feel no passion towards rooting against the 49ers in the playoffs. Like, because. Wow. Like, well, I mean, no, but, like, because, like, it, it used to be, like, like in Super Bowl uh, 47, we've talked about the game a million times. Like, it was, like, they can't get to six. They can't get to six. They can't get to six. And it's, like, man, Pittsburgh already got six. And New England got six. Like, everybody, everybody's, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, yeah. you had your, you've had your chance, Cowboys. You've blown a quarter century to get your sixth. You know what I mean? Like, who cares at this point if San Francisco joins that club? I want I don't want the reality I, I just crafted where like Aaron Rodgers gets to laugh again about Mike McCarthy and like everyone gets to laugh again about Mike McCarthy. I'm already dealing with enough crap as it is. If it isn't obvious, I've, I've been on 6,000 podcasts this week and had to roast the Cowboys on each and every one of them <laughs> sort of enjoyed it. But I mean, I want the 49ers to win this game partly yeah. for you. Okay. I'm rooting. Right. I'm rooting for that. I'm not picking them. I can't, dude. Aaron, like, I actually want to amend something I said. Or, if, or I said if you took all of the head coaches and all of the quarterback matchups, the head coach and quarterback matchups throughout, so, like, that's, what, eight different matchups throughout these four games, um, what would the largest gap be? It's Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, I, I'm honestly, I forget. Aaron was your number one quarterback in the playoffs on the oddcast yes. this week? Yep. And and Jimmy was your, your... Was last. Was last. I mean, so, I, I will, I mean... And do you Dude. think I was wrong in that? I mean, no, I think you're 100 right. But it, <laughs> but I I think that Zach Taylor might be the worst coach too. To that point, you know what I mean? Like he's so, the Jimmy Garoppolo of coaches. I mean, here's the thing: people, you know, might want to praise Kyle Shanahan, you know, because he's had a great year this year or whatever. But like, all Matt Lafleur has done since he's become head coach of the Packers is win 13 games every single year. Like I don't and make the NFC Championship about, game, right? Like. Do people not talk about that enough? Dude, like, I don't think he gets enough praise. He's got he, 39 wins already in three years. He's only ever brought up when people like, and that's going around right now, um, the old Washington staff that had him, Kyle, and, and Sean McVay. McVay on it. Like, that's the only time he's ever, ever mentioned. No, I've, I've said, and again, this sucks. Like, I don't enjoy this, people, but he's coach of the year. Like, I don't know how he isn't after navigating all of the Roger stuff, like pick your pick your Roger story. Like he has held that team together with and and Devonte, like it, like his best like offensive skill player sided with the quarterback who hated the team, and he managed <laughs> to navigate the like you know tumultuous relationship between them and Gutekunst and like still win thirteen games, be the one seed. I'm taking them. I'm really sorry. I hope I'm wrong, uh, but I'm taking the Packers. Two more things I want to say about this game really quick. One, I think LaFleur definitely wants to beat his old boss in Kyle Shanahan for sure. And the other thing is this. Kyle has done it consistently in his career, and you saw it last week against the Cowboys, RJ. There are times when he should be aggressive, and he puckers up, and he gets conservative. Well, based on what happened to LaFleur last year in the NFC title game against the Buccaneers, there is no chance that he's going to turtle up again. If it's fourth and short in the red zone, if it's fourth and short anywhere, he is not going to be conservative. He's going to let Aaron Rodgers handle it. And sometimes these playoff games come down to those types of decisions. Kyle Shanahan consistently, in my opinion, makes the wrong decision 
in those circumstances. And there's no way Matt LaFleur is going to make the same mistake twice. And I think that does give the Packers an edge. I actually, on the Niners Nation podcast, I took the Packers to win this game. The spread, it's a lot of points because I don't think the Niners are going to get blown out, even if you think they're going to lose. So do you think the Packers are going to win by more than six? I could see it being like Green Bay's up four, you know, has the ball with, you know, a minute 12 left and San Francisco has to make a stop. And there's just like this last score, you know what I mean? That that covers like I could see that happening I wouldn't say easily, but like that, I could, I can see that in my mind, especially because you're right. Like this, this is, this is Matt LaFleur's like, all right, you know, we're not like, don't even warm up punter. You know what I mean? Like, just like this, <laughs> like, this is it because like, this is, we said last week, we talked about Steve Young's. We showed up to training camp in 1994 to beat the Cowboys in the NFC championship game. This isn't like about the 49ers for the Packers, but like ev- everything has been about this moment. It has never been about what can you do in the regular season. It has always been about what can you do when the playoffs start. So, like in many ways, this is the like the first opportunity to see the Packers, if that makes sense. Does it, like you know what I mean? Like so, I really fully expect something special. Um, I I'm I just I I wouldn't be shocked if they blow them out. I would hate that for you. I really would. But I just again, it would it would fit the McCarthy narrative that overrules my life. All right. Well, I'm going to take the, oh man, I think I'm going to take, remember you are down three games. So you need some help. I'm going to take the Niners and the points. I do think the Packers are going to win, but I think the 49ers are going to keep it close. There's also the path for them to get blown out is if Jimmy G just Jimmy G's and now he's got a banged up shoulder and a banged up thumb. And so who knows, but I think Kyle's going to keep that out of his hands as much as possible. So it'll be close. Uh, I do think the Packers are going to win. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts.